and welcome to the When Wrestlers Up podcast. I'm John Cronshaw and I'm here again with Colin Cox. We've just watched the Drew Carey Show, Series 4, Episode 16, an episode called Rats, Kate Dating a Wrestler. Uh, it stars Drew Carey. He's a uh, WWE Hall of Famer. Yeah. It also stars Triple H. No, no, it starts one called Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah, Triple H. Well, if you want to abbreviate it, but that's what he was credited as. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so basically, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, with his luscious blonde locks, stars in this episode. And to be honest, he saved it. <laughs> he did. This was a terrible show. It this... was really bad. Oh, my God. <clears throat> like, this is something you don't really get. I don't think you get it at all with British sitcoms, but you have a sitcom, and it, it won't be named after the person who's in it, apart from... There's that one with Miranda Hart, called Miranda. I think, uh, and that's shit. So. Yeah, I mean, they, they have, in recent years, had the main character with, who is um, the person's name, like um, that awful, not-going-out, starring uh, Lee Mack, the character, and that's called Lee, and it's not very good. But it's not called The Lee Mack Show. No, it might as well be, yeah. but, no. This isn't very good, anyway. This um, Drew Carey. So I mean, every we, American sitcom. We know him best, British audience from. Um, he was on whose line is it anyway? Mm. And he was all right. He's he, no Clive Anderson. Yeah, he was now Clive Anderson, but he, he he was the American version person. Yeah, that's a good sentence there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the show opens up, and. Do you know what the characters are called in this? No. No, they weren't introduced or mentioned. The only names I got were Drew and Kate. And uh, Triple H is his name, you know, the disciplinarian. That's a good name, actually. The dis- disciplinarian. Yeah. So they're in this bar. There's Drew, his two mates, possibly brothers, I don't know. Mm. And Kate, who I think is his daughter. Is yeah. it? Yeah. And- I don't know. She's, what, early 20s? He's... She's very attractive. You think? Yeah. I don't, I don't think she was. I think she was mm. a bit annoying, to be honest, but... I think your standards are lower than mine, to be I honest, know. when it comes to women. I think basically anything with a pulse... I don't that, know. That'll well, do. These days, I'm quite choosy. <laughs> Been married for eight years. Yeah. <laughs> and your wife has a pulse. Thank God. Well, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah, so they're in this bar, and... It must be a place where they drink regularly. In fact, they sell beer to this bar that they brew themselves called Buzz Beer. And it ends up that there's rats in the bar. Oh, no, they've got to close the bar down. Oh, no. Because there's rats. And the barman comes over and says, we're going to close the bar in 15 minutes. Chili's half price. And then the guy goes, oh, half price chili, better fill up. Ha, ha, ha. And he goes, didn't you hear what I said? And it's like, yeah, I heard free uh, half-price chilli. Ah, ah, ah. I'd like to see the setup of their um, home brewing as well. Is it home brew or have they got an actual brewery? I think I think they must have a, a brewery bottling plant. You know, the, the, yeah, it must be quite a quite a significant operation if they're doing their own bottling and everything. Oh, yeah. Selling commercial beers, you know. It's not easy to do. It's not. So um, as, they, as they find out in this episode. Yeah. They've got these rats, and they're running round, and for some reason, another guy turns up, and he says, <clears throat> Oh my God, 
I've bred these super intelligent rats and have escaped. Yes, that guy is Ryan Styles, who made his name appearing on pretty much every single episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah, he was he was basically a prop comic, I think, in Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah, uh, he, he was actually very good on Whose Line Is It Anyway? He wasn't very good on this. No, he wasn't. He was dreadful. Yes, he was. He was one of the worst... This is Ryan Stiles, by the way. ...actors. One of the worst comic deliveries I've ever seen. Mm. He's, it's because he's not in the world of improv. Yeah. No, I can see that. He, you know, he's, he's improvising, picks up something, goes, oh, I can make a joke about this object. But they put him in an actual comedy, and it's not very good. No. See, see scripted promos, it's just... <laughs> yeah. No, no spontaneity. Mm. Yeah, so the... They're worried, oh, if the bar's closing, then that'll mean our beer's going to go out of business. And while this is going on, Kate, the one who's not that attractive, but Colin thinks is attractive, keeps going backwards and forwards because she doesn't like paying bills. So when the bill's about to come, she goes to the bathroom. She comes back, realises the bill hasn't been paid, goes back to the bathroom. And then she comes back and she finds out about the beer and she's like, oh, well... It doesn't matter. It, it was. It wasn't making money anyway. If it goes out of business, then it's probably for the best. And then it goes. Oh, has the bill come yet? No. And then she starts crying and goes. Oh, oh Buzzy's going out of business. Yeah, this is apparently um, unemployed bill syndrome or something. Yeah, yeah. Unemployed bladder, I think. Unemployed bladder syndrome. That's it. Yeah. Hilarious. As, yeah, as an unemployed person, I can. Um, I can. Um, find this hilarious, apparently. Yeah. So, cuts to the credits. The credits have a really generic late 90s alternative rock song that goes on about Cleveland. Yes. And then at the end of the credits, um, Drew Carey's chanting Ohio. Any reason? Yeah, Cleveland's in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, I know that, but Um. like... That'd be like us doing When Wrestlers Act and chanting leads throughout the intro just because that's where we're based. And then say Yorkshire at the end. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. We should do that. Maybe maybe that's what we're missing. Maybe that's what we need to do. Yeah, you you do that. I'll, um, <laughs> I'll turn up halfway through. You, do, you just want to be the guy who shouts Yorkshire at the end, don't you? What, being from Lancashire? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, just War of the Roses... Mark II, be awesome. Less bloody. That's one of the roasts. It's a Danny DeVito film. So they're at a wrestling <laughs> show. <laughs> and um, it's it seems to be the same wrestling arena from all these sitcoms <laughs> we watch. I noticed that the ropes were very slack. They were. They were. It's as if the turnbuckles had come loose. Yeah. So there were two wrestlers. One was Triple H. The other one was someone else. Yeah. Don't know who it was. Someone else. Uncredited. Uncredited jobber two. And Isn't what? that anyone in a Triple H match? Pretty much. Pretty much. So the the crew, the gang, whoever they are. The gang, yes. Yeah. They're, they're in the, in the audience. Henceforth called the gang, yes. I think that'll be the best way to do it, because <laughs> God, who knows? So they're in the in the crowd, a beer beer seller comes over, he's like, Do you want a beer? Kate goes, I don't drink, I'm pregnant. And then um when the beer seller goes away, she pulls out bottles of Buzz beer. Yeah. Well, we've all snuck drinks into places. Yes, we have. And, you know, you do have to be that careful. Yeah. 
And then Triple H, middle of the match, notices that they're drinking beer. He says, oh, you know you shouldn't bring bottles into the arenas. Someone could get hurt. Ha, ha, ha. And then he looks at Kay and goes, and you're pregnant. You should know better. And she says, drinking's what got me into this mess. Something like that. Pretty much. That was all right. That was a... It was half, a line. Half-decent line. I, like, um, I liked... Um, Hunter Hearst Helmsley's very um, strict approach in this episode, though. The way he just is very serious at times. They're usually putting these episodes to be wacky, but not in this case. Yeah. So he, he's basically... Um, Drew leans over to him while he's in the middle of the match with a... What is it? He's just kind of stuck in a headlock or something, and Drew's talking to him and saying, oh, you know, we need someone to endorse our beer. We'll talk to you. We've got a business proposition for you. He's like, is this a bad time? We'll call you. It's funny. I want to know where security was because you cannot get that close to a, a ring it, um, while the while the match is on. No, it was it was a, a bit of a low rent show because, as Kate points out at one point, you know, oh no, it wasn't Kate. Kate Kate said, "I oh, there's no way we'll get this guy. It's big time." And he's like, "Oh, isn't isn't he the guy who got our ticket? Who sold us the tickets at the start?" Hmm. But they talk about being on the Jumbotron as well. So yeah. it's, I don't know, it seems to be some sort of juxtaposition there. It cuts to Drew's workplace and there's an English guy. He sounds very English. Ha ha ha. And he's firing someone. And because he f- he's fired his 100th person, his PA or whatever, runs out with a cake and starts singing for He's a Jolly Good Fellow, celebrating his 100th firing. And Drew takes photos of him. Um, He gets the guy to pretend to strangle the boss, arm round him, and then goes, now go away, Johnson, you're fired. Ha, ha, ha. The reason he fires him was for not coming in for a week. But then he says, I've been in all week. Yes, but I'm talking about next week. But I'm in all next week. Why would you come in when you've been fired? It's flawless logic. It's impeccable. Yeah. It's... <laughs> it's deeply upsetting is what it is. It was just the worst. It yeah. was just terrible. <clears throat> so that guy was Craig Ferguson, who once appeared in an episode of Red Dwarf in the first series before it went not very good. And then he went on to be like a big-time um, talk show guy in America and... Made his fortune over there. Really? Yeah. Wow. There we go. So he's the guy who played like Lister's confidence, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's it. But um, that's one of the things about shows like this is they like to cram in as many famous faces as possible, mm. just so I can say, "Look at us, we're big time." Yeah, but this. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe <clears throat> this guy, this whole, his boss is an asshole. Is a um, ongoing kind of plot thing, but. It just seemed really generic and out of place in the episode. Like, this guy getting fired, this whole scene has no bearing on anything else. No. It was just slotted in as a bit of a, ha, 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 isn't this funny? No, it wasn't. No, no, but that, I think that's what they <laughs> thought. They thought, oh, we've, got, we've, written this, we've written this scene, we've got this guy, he's available, we need to, we need to do this, we need to do this now. Yeah. Explain it to me, Colin. 
Explain it. I will explain it to you with some dead air. <laughs> I, I can't explain it. It's just... No. No. That's okay. all I can say. Just no. Well, at this point, <laughs> the disciplinarian turns up. The Triple H. Bear in mind that Drew Carey is at his workplace. He's just been taking photos of someone getting fired. Starts negotiating a business deal right there and then with someone not involved with that company, I assume. His mates are there too for the um, thing and he says, look, I've got, I've got $2,000. We need to start low and work up. So his mate, the thick one, he's stupid. He's the stupid guy. He says, uh, oh, we want you to endorse our beer and we'll pay you $100 in cash. And then Drew Carey says, oh, that's a, um, yeah, don't insult the guy, you know, maybe, maybe uh, offer him a little bit more than that. And he goes, oh, well, you said you've got $2,000 and to start low, so that's what I did. And he goes, right, well, I'll have to offer you $2,000 then. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. It was, it was a scene, wasn't it? It, it certainly took place. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so Triple H goes, okay, yeah, maybe. And Kate, Kate turns around to him and says, oh, I, know, I know you're just a, a man of integrity and you wouldn't endorse anything that you didn't like. And um, he took a sip of the beer, spat it everywhere, and Drew goes, oh, maybe it's not, uh, you know, maybe it's not hard and fast roll. And he's like, no, I really like this beer. I've just got a, a wrestling match today and drinking beer will numb my senses. Isn't and, that what you want? Yeah. And then um, one of them comes out with a brilliant line of, well, my dad always used to say to me, the day I can't do my job drunk is when I hand in my gun and badge. Because I think he's meant to be a policeman. Okay. Do you get it? Yeah, I, I, I get it. <laughs> I mean, you, you're yes, not laughing. Yes, I do get it. It just didn't quite tickle me at my funny bone. Did you? Did you not laugh uproariously? No, I let the I let the um, canned audience do that for <laughs> me. But wasn't that was your cue? You, you, <laughs> that's the thing. You got you got to listen out for when when these big laughs come. When when the um, piped in laughter, you know when that happens. That's when you should be laughing. Let's just have a commercial break and pour in my tea. Cool. It's. Yorkshire tea. The way tea's meant to be. There we go. I still haven't paid us, Colin. No. Oh, product placement and all that. So, yeah. Badge and gun. Brilliant. That, that's, that's, what, um, that's what this is missing. We're missing that kind of... Humour? Yeah. Mm. We, need to, we need to get more jokes where we start off going in one way and then by the end of the sentence, it's, it's not what you expected. Do you know what I mean? I do. I mean, so it's like, I, I like that sort of thing, but, you know, it was still shit. Yeah, so I could go, oh, I saw you were pouring your tea there, made out of poo. No? Yeah. No. I, I can't do it. See, this is the thing, it's a, it's a level up of humour that I, I just can't do. So That's why Drew Carey is a WWE Hall of Famer. This is true. Him and Donald Trump are like <laughs> that. Yeah. And Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Are they going to get Leslie Nielsen in at one point? Oh, too soon. It's not too soon. Too soon. It's never too soon. Too soon. Has Nicky Gunn got any wrestlers? Right, so... Um, Triple H 
he's on the telly, he's doing his promo work, he's saying, I'm going to break your neck, I'm going to spit down your throat, I'm going to drink your blood, and then when I drink your blood, I'm going to wash it down with a bottle of buzz beer. I thought that was a good line. It was. I thought, I thought he delivered it well. He delivered it, he was, he was doing the, um, performing the role of a wrestler very well. He should have. He should have taken promo lessons from um, Louis Theroux. Though. <laughs> Can I drink this beer? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. The next scene, it cuts to Drew's house. Triple H goes round, and Kate's been taking him shopping. Oh, they're having a meeting. Yeah. And uh, they're trying to keep it um, very formal, such as um, lots of hand raising and motion. There was one good line here that I liked actually because they were saying that Buzz Beer is they were going through their business uh, Buzz Beer is oh it's in the black um, and talking about have we bought a black pen no because that would put us back in the red I actually quite like that line yeah so borderline profits yeah yeah basically break even yeah but yeah so Triple H goes round with Kate they've been shopping for clothes for his brother-in-law's funeral the stupid one suggests Oh, while you're at a funeral, you should wear one of these Buzzbeer caps. And he goes, well, my brother-in-law did like to drink. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. At the end of this scene, we get a passionate kiss between Triple H and Kate. Mm. And, ooh. And then Triple H leaves. Ric Flair watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tri- Triple H leaves. Kate turns to her dad and goes, oh, isn't he great? Is it? Is it her dad? I think so, because what, what the fuck's he, like, lecturing her for? If uh... Well, talking about business and everything. Yeah, I think it's his... Yeah, I don't know, I'm assuming... The, the relationship seems to be a father-daughter thing. Yeah, but some of the things that get said between them are very inappropriate and insulting, like, um, at least hang, I know how to say no is what he says to her. Yeah. And, no, so and she basically calls him fat. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is what this bit leads to. So he's talking about, you know, I don't want you to see this Triple H guy anymore. He's, it's not best for business. See what I did there? <laughs> see what I did there? Um, and she goes, no, that's it. She goes, it's none of your business who I see. And he goes, yeah, no, but it, it, it actually is my business because this is my business and it's going to affect my business if <clears> you two fall out. He say he comes out with a line which I don't understand, so you might be able to explain it. He says something like, um, "If if a if it looks like a duck and sounds like a duck, then you've dated it." Or walks like a duck, and yeah, I I don't understand it. Yeah, and then she says, "If it's now if it look if it looks like a girl and talks like a girl, chances are it's rejected you." And then she goes and um, something about. Yeah, he, I'll I'll say no to this like you say no to a donut. Mm. I see that's that's what makes me think that they're not father and daughter. Oh, that exchange was painful. Yeah. Like I've just put it I've just made a complete butchery of that. But I I think I've done it line for line. Do you know what I mean? I think I delivered it in exactly the same way. It was it was no. I just can't come up with the words. It's it's too late in the day. It was painful. It was awful. It was just the worst. The mm. worst scene. Stilted. Ugh. Just the worst. Just absolute 
terrible, terrible writing. Like who? Like this is the thing. Like I know in sitcoms you kind of have to talk in a way that allows you to deliver witty lines, or you know, this yeah. wasn't witty. No, it wasn't. These were terrible lines delivered badly, and it just ah, uh, oh, it, it was painful to watch. That's it, what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it. There was no warmth, no humour about it, no nothing where. Anyone's got to get on anyone's side in the um, the viewers. You you know you want to take you probably want to take somebody's side when you hear yeah. all this. It's just you, you just think both those people are assholes. So they are none, no sympathy at all for either mm. of them. You just think, ugh, yeah, bad bad bit of uh, TV that was. So it cuts to well back to the bar actually. Yeah, and the the two numbskulls. Yeah, they they're looking for rats. They're saying that, oh, you know, these these rats are book, book smart, but we're street smart. Yep. Because these rats are apparently so intelligent that they can learn how to read and whatever in a short space of time. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to rationalise the super intelligent rats, which is foolish of me. I just need to suspend disbelief, go with it. Doesn't matter. Maybe they're related to Splinter from the Turtles. Splinter wasn't really a rat, though, was he? Wasn't he a person he was, um, who... He was a person who um, combined with a rat. Yeah, so... But was... maybe they bred from him. Right. But then wouldn't there be more kind of half-human, half-rat? I don't know, I mean... Are you saying that, are you saying that <clears throat> Splinter was able to breed with other rats? And that's what he did? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I find that disturbing. I think, in fact, of just the idea of Splinter <laughs> having a sexual relationship with either a human or a rat is just bad. Yeah. Either way, it's wrong. Is it any worse than the Drew Carey show? What, the idea of Splint having <laughs> sex with either a human or a rat? Yes. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, it's borderline. Certainly borderline. So um, there's, a, there's a, a, a bottle of beer anyway on the bar, and one of the stupid ones goes to pick it up. Ah, oh, it's glued to the bar, he can't pick it up. But there's glue all over the beer as well, and his hands are stuck. So he's stuck there. And then the other guy goes, oh, I'll help. He puts his hands on it. He gets stuck. And then they're just like, oh, we're going to die here, aren't we? And then like, Was oh. it ever explained how they got stuck to the um, beer in the bar? Yeah, the beer, the, the glue was from a trap that they'd set for the rats. Right. So the rats had turned their trap into a trap for them. Or they did it themselves by accident, probably. Yeah, either way, either way. And they they confess a love to, for each other, and then they were just at the end of the scene. One of them just says, oh, "I hope we do die now." And then it cuts to a scene straight away, and they're still there. I thought that cut was quite good, actually. Then they said that the rats robbed them of their dignity. Yeah, and that that bit was um, that bit was okay with yeah. me, and that's as that's as high praise as it's getting. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, back at Drew's house. And they have a buzz beer shareholder meeting. They're a bit concerned because Triple H has gone missing. He's not been doing his endorsements. Where's he gone? We don't know. Mm. They're um, having a vote to decide whether they need to kind of do something about it. And he turns up. He's drunk with Kate. There's lots of... This vote, actually, there's lots of... um 
votes that don't go either way because of the two numbskulls. Yeah. Um, keep, being, change, keep changing the vote, keep yeah. being easily led. <clears throat> yeah. This was a terrible scene, actually. This it was. Really bad. Although I did like the line when she comes walking in with a title belt on and um, Drew says, you look like a cigar. Yeah, it was all right. That was fine. <laughs> I quite like that line. But other yeah. than that. So it, it ends up that um, she found out that... So Triple H is drunk. He keeps going, oh, I'm wobbly. Isn't that a funny word, wobbly? And then the numbskulls are just like, ha yeah, wobbly is a funny word. <laughs> Kate found out that Triple H... Had never gambled before, so took him to Atlantic City, Atlanta City, Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Took him to Atlantic City in a limousine, got him to gamble. He spent twenty thousand dollars on gambling, lost it all. So, yeah, hilarious. Yeah, it's just a tragic story, really. See, I used to work in the gambling industry, and um, I like the occasional casino game, card Colin, game myself. Sit, sit, sitting in your pants playing online poker isn't in the uh, gambling industry, let's be honest now. Come now, John, I actually wear trousers. <laughs> I do it in bed as well. But, you know, um, I, I used to work for a large gambling company online, and seeing some of the figures that come by, that $20,000 looks pretty puny in yeah. comparison, and it's just... But the fact that they're trying to turn it into comedy. Yeah. This guy has um, become a gambler. And a drunk. And a drunk. They've reduced him to a, a shit, basically. Yeah. They're, they're at a wrestling show again. And they're wondering where Triple H is. The English boss turns up and he says, Ha ha ha, I'm here to see the disciplinarian. And then they go, oh, you do realise it's a wrestler and a man. And he goes, oh, that could have been embarrassing. Ha, 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 ha. I think he thought it was like some kind of dominatrix or... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay, Colin. It's okay, don't worry. We can get through this. We can get through this. Come okay, on. I mean, you're making me relive it, Charles. <laughs> it's good. It's how you deal with trauma. I, mean, I feel like I'm... I'm have it, have had a savage beating and then I'm in court and saying that <laughs> this is what this person has done to me. Where did it, where, where did it touch you? <laughs> yeah, don't worry, you'll start inventing up like uh, alien kidnappings and stuff like uh, Slaughterhouse <laughs> Five just to deal with it. It'll be... <laughs> yeah, and so it goes. And so it goes. So, yeah, so what's happened to the disciplinarian? He appears, he's on the news and he's um, giving... Well, it's a press conference. It's got the WWF logo behind him. Yeah. And it actually says World Wrestling Federation as well. So they've, you know, they, I think WWF just wanted their logo while he was giving a promo about how bad drinking is and everything and stay in school. Yeah, yeah. So Good bit of PR by Vince. Yeah, yeah. So he's talking about, um, <clears throat> you know, he got, got into, he says, you know, um, 87 victories on the world champion but this beer kicked my ass. And then he was saying that, you know, he ended up having this beer, getting a limo with a loose woman to uh, Atlantic City, losing all his money. And, um, yeah, so they're, they're pissed off. He said, um, once you start drinking buzz beer, you won't stop. Yeah. It's really bad for you. Stay in school, kids. Mm. And so they're like, oh, no, that's that's the end of buzz beer then. 
But then there's a run on Buzz Beer because it's the beer that kicked the disciplinarian's ass. Yes. And he goes, who said we weren't good businessmen? Free beers for everyone! Is it over? No, because you've got... You always have the kind of... Uh, oh, the... Fi- the final scene. The while final, the credits are rolling. Final plenary. And the end is that the rats have gone. Yeah. And that's it. Like, no explanation as to why or how... Oh, there's, there's they're outsmarted. Yeah, there's something. Um, where everything's back to normal. Where they're talking. No, it's got the two mum schools again. They're drinking beer, and from the probably the kitchen area, you've got the barman who's probably playing a prank on them, saying that he's put the serum in the beer and everything's going well, masters, or something like that. Mm. And then they spit it out and look sheepish. Yeah. <sighs> John, get the chance. <laughs> so okay. we've, we've reviewed a couple of uh, decent things recently, so we'll have to dust this baby off. This, uh, yeah, like they live recently. Could, yeah, wasn't there, was it? Off the off the bat, I've I've seen far worse than this. We've reviewed worse than this, but not much. It's no weird science. No, but my God, everything just seemed forced and over the top so you can see where it's going on that regard so yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to disagree with you on the rating on this well i'm giving it i'm going for the lazy double rating again it's, it's getting a one and a six for me ah, so it's yeah. not it's not a seven it's not quite reached the um must consult doctor <laughs> stage but it's um it's a couple of days on the toilet forcing it out and then when, when it does come out it's really bad yeah. So it is both a one and a six. Okay. For but me, for me, it's a five. And a I'll five. Tell, I'll tell you why. Is that because Triple H saved it? Well, a five is basically just kind of very little substance, passes through quickly. There's nothing really of note. But then there's, a, like, there's, a, there's a few little bits that you can kind of, you know, that, that are there. When it when it's getting solid and you think ah, it's over, mm-hmm. but it's not over, John. It carries on. <laughs> See, you know, it's a hasten to say it, but you, you're absolutely right with um, when you say that Triple H saved the show. But Sorry, Triple H. Hunter Hearst Helmsley <laughs> saved the show. And, but as the old saying goes, you cannot polish a turd. <laughs> and when that turd is a six on the stool chart, <laughs> it's just, definitely not going to happen. Just, you're just making more of a mess when you try and scrub it. <laughs> yeah. So, just yeah, goes into the carpet. Yeah, there was too many jokes, and the, you know, it, it's you got the um, the comedian Tim Vine um, in this country who he he holds a world record for most jokes in an hour. I think it's something like about five hundred, mm. um, and a lot of them, a lot of his puns is just. You know, it's got nicknames like the Punslinger or stuff like that. A lot of his jokes are very good. I won't buy his DVD and I won't watch one of his shows. But, you know, when you see him here and there, you think, actually, that's quite good. I'm not going to pay to see you, but... Mm. Or Stuart Francis or, you know, just those sorts of lots of jokes. But they do it well. These jokes, too many and all shit. (laughs) And that's just the whole thing... The disciplinarian, I thought it was a great name for a wrestler. Yeah. But it just wasn't very good. 
Hunter Hearst Helmsley in this programme. I liked his um, performance at the start when he was very serious. Mm. He was hammy and over the top when he was being drunk and all that. And then he cuts his promo about um, stay in school, all that jazz at the end. was um, every WWE promo in the sense that it was scripted (laughs) and not very good. Right. And it didn't feel at all natural. Okay. And it just summed up the whole programme for me. But we have seen worse. We have seen much worse, to be honest. So you're still sticking with your five on the chart? Yeah, I think it's... Yeah. Would you put it as a one as well? Where nah, everything feels forced? Nah. I'd, Actually, I will take that away. Because it was, it was just... It, it was all coming out. Yeah, this is a thing like... It went quickly... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not like when we watched Weird Science and we were about nine minutes in and we were just like, Jesus Christ, this is long. This is a long episode. It's like, no, it's not. It, we've only been watching for a few minutes. Well, I will I will drop the one bit. It didn't, now that I think about it, it didn't feel as forced, but it just did feel bad and ill. And I'm, st- I'm sticking with my six. Okay. So 5.5. Yeah, let's do that. Five and a half. <laughs> Excellent. So um yeah, I think I think that's that's the end of our episode then. That's um that's good. If we do enough of these shows, are we gonna get in the WWE Hall of Fame like Drew Carey? Um Possibly. I think we'll need to appear in the Royal Rumble though, but you know, I am happy to do that if you are. That's... It depends who um who eliminates me. If it's if it's Ryback eliminating me, no. <laughs> if it's um if it's who's a very safe wrestler? I don't know. Seth Rollins. If it's Seth Rollins. Yeah. Mind you, didn't he nearly kill um Sting recently? Not on purpose. Yeah. Cesaro, he can eliminate me. Yeah, with a giant swing. With a giant swing over the top rope. Oh, God. That'll kill me, but what a way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he'll be fine. But anyway, yeah, so um, we're on the Twitter, at WWA Podcast. Um, we've had some good suggestions lately that we're going we're gonna to do. We've had, um, yeah, Missy Hyatt suggested we watch some China movies. Oh, you name dropper. Yeah. What about Dave Meltzer? Dave Meltzer suggesting Ready to Rumble. So, yeah, we've got some... I mean, if Dave Meltzer says it, you've pretty much got to do it. I think so. So that's probably coming soon. Yeah. So we'll we'll do that. We'll do that. Suck up to Dave Meltzer. Why not? That's yeah. what the whole internet wrestling community does. <laughs> so yeah, so we're on the Facebook as well, like our Facebook page. And we're on the iTunes, so leave us a review on there, subscribe, share our links, and we're we're always open to um having some banter on the Twitter. So get in touch and we'll probably take the piss out of you. Right. Until next time. Bye bye. Cheerio.